Welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. And now, two fools who do not seem to be on NSA's radar, here is Northcore, I mean Rue and Tugs. Welcome to For What It's Worth, yay! Speaking of the microphone, yay! <laughs> and things are kicking off to a wonderful start tonight, so while Rue figures out where his microphone is, welcome to Season 4, Episode 8, The Furry Initiation. Yep. All right. So, since Rue was opening this episode, let's ask him what he's been doing this week. Rue, what have you been up to? Rue has been up to lots of things. Rue has been up to um, basically marketing for for the new, um, well, so. Furry Unlocked. Furry Unlocked, yeah. yeah. Which was announced last show. Yep. So, that's been fun. Any support from that would be definitely helpful for. Um, for me because I'm on the marketing team and so yeah. Are you saying you've had a sad or something and you're trying to get our audience to help you out? No. Not at all. What do you mean by support? Oh, no, I'm just saying hey, you know, retweet whatever. Oh, okay. Spread Stuff, the word. Spread the word. Gotcha. Make it, you know. And then yeah, amiibos. And going hunting for amiibos and finding different ones. I, what are you really doing with your amiibos? Like, really, what are you doing? I'm collecting all of That's them. That's not what you're doing with them. That's what you're doing to get them. What are you? Are they just collecting dust? And no, we're what? actually using all of them for for the game. So we'll like. You sound like you're giving me BS here. I'm really. I really want to know. Are you really using every single one of them? Yes. So I'm going through and I'm playing against each different character. So what are you going to do when Smash Brothers is not a hot game? Um, you can use it for other games too. Like ami- Amiibos are um, coming out for, like for instance, the new Mario Party. You can use it on that. So they're doing more Mario? Yeah. That seems repetitive. I know. But it, it's something more or less that's a collectible. It's something that's fun. So... All right, so he's amassing stuff. Yep, more stuff. So what have you been up to, Tux? Uh, FC is over. Thank God. Uh, you know what? I suppose I should say, I give a mini review of FC. It was a weird year for me. Uh, usually on Saturday, things kind of you have this awesome moment that make it all worth it. Didn't happen this year, so it was a little odd. Um, I have to begrudgingly admit that FC is no longer my favorite con. <gasps> It's my home con, because it was my first con. What's your favorite con, then? It's, it's really kind of a, a very close, uh, almost a tie, but it's RF and then BLFC. But for different reasons. They fulfill different things I like to do. Nice. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for BLFC, because I did get my room squared away. And all that. I'm excited for BLFC as well. You know why? Oh, right. We have our show. We have We're our, doing our show, show there. there. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? You need to get back from the microphone when you start yelling. So that cut really bad. You cut really bad. <laughs> Moving Sink. along, I don't even know what that means. Here's this knife. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually an anathema. So I heard that you have a visitor here. I do. If you guys remember, last year Chu came on the show, in which we tried to ask him about what it's like to be a furry in a foreign country and failed. But then we asked him about art, and it went swimmingly. So he's in the studio audience today. Hi. Oh. There you go. That's him in the background saying hi. So if you hear any weird giggles or farts, it's him. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't even put it on here, but I know what's coming next. Or do you? Oh, yeah, I do. 
Hey, hey, hey! It's Rooster time! Here's the most important moment of the whole entire show, and I know that the only reason why you're listening. Alright, so here we go. We're gonna open this cookie. Alright, so the fortune is... Don't go knocking on locked doors in bed with a cookie. Is this a chastity reference? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. Don't go knocking on locked doors in bed with a cookie. Well, if there's a locked door in your bed, I want to know where your bed is and why there's a door in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know how that cuts off. I should add a fade to that. Anyway, That's let's the go privacy to- screen. <laughs> That's a privacy screen. Let's go to that first break. Enjoy your potty time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! All right, well, we have our guest here. Hello, guest. Guest. Please tell us who you are. Chris. So, Chris, how did you find out about the fandom? Most of my friends were furries, so I just kind of like got associated with them, basically. Okay, so too exciting. So when you heard about the fandom from your friends, what was your first initial reaction? Did you think they were all like animal fuckers or something? Um, <laughs> well, no, that thought didn't cross my mind. It was just more of a, yeah, just kind of, well, I mean, just kind of a psychology and interest. So there was definitely that aspect of it. This is, you know, what, what causes that, but. Were what, we missing something? Not going to cause us that, but uh, yeah, where's the draw? But, what's, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. What's the escapism? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really all it is, but how, like so, a game or anything else. How long ago was this exposure? Oh, when did you start the cancer? <laughs> uh, let's what? see. Probably, probably been about 10 years now. So you've been sitting around, not being a furry for 10 years, but hanging out with furries all this time. Pretty much. Well, good. I'm glad that we get to punish you for that tonight. (laughs) And all this time, you haven't created a fursona for yourself or anything like that? Not really. Um, I I guess you'd call it, uh, what is that, thanism, basically, where the the spiritual aspect of an animal. Mm. So I've been able to associate with that. So I've always had an animal in mind, but I've never actually created a fursona itself. Well, animal in mind. I've always known the animal, but... So, just so that you guys understand exactly what we're going to be doing for this episode is we're going to be That'd running be nice through know. the proce- a process completely of, you know, creating your fursona. Somewhat reliably, but as, as we are wont to do. Yeah. Well, this is for what it's worth style of creating your yes. own fursona. Uh, I have to ask, though. So, what after 10 years, is it because we invited you on that you're going to make the sleep? Or? Um, no, actually, it was... Uh... What what kind of caused it? Well, I've been kind of thinking about it off and on for a few years now. But uh, what really caused it was the idea. I just I uh, I want to get a commission, I guess, with uh, Zotto. We had oh, a, we the had great a, move. Okay, yeah, we had a long story short. We had a through interaction. We had a brainstorm of a great commission to get. So, so you need so, something for that? Yeah, you should explain what this commission is. Um, well, considering because uh, being a bear and then Zotto's obviously a bull. Uh, us two tangoing in like a totally destroyed uh, stock market. <laughs> nice. That's really actually brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. clever. It was that. based off the idea of like a bear and a bull in a China shop and then it escalated to the stock market. So Bulls don't ruin China shops. 
We all know this. What do they do to them? They run around the plates. They don't touch them. Myth- this is, yeah, Mythbusters did Mythbusters this. Mythbusters did that. They they, they set up like a whole bunch of shelves and put like plates and like glass and china and like all this stuff around in a bullpen. And they would run around and they literally missed every single shelf. Who knew they're so dexterous? Right. They're actually, yeah, they're really agile and all that stuff. <laughs> so uh, before we start asking you questions, we have emails. And we have an email from Kira. So... Uh, you want me to read it? It's a bit long. Ah, uh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. This is what she said. Ah, uh, yes. The old ceremony to become a furry. I remember when I had to splash on the war paint and air gift to music of techno as neon lights blinded me whilst I was suffocated over the heated bodies of fursuiters and drenched in secondhand sweat. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, if I were young, but a younger fur once more. Let's get real, though. My addition... To the ceremony is a long one. So here's, we're going to start a little, this is the pre-ceremony, we'll call it. The fur noob has to listen to every single one of Uncle Kage's furries in the media panels on YouTube. Oh God. We're going to spare you that requirement. <laughs> <laughs> then the fur noob must be able to pass the following quiz. So we're going to ask you these questions because we can. Question one, who is Uncle Kage? No idea. Good job. You <laughs> fail. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Proud of you. What's his fursona? Yeah, no idea. I've never Take a heard guess. Of him. Take a wild guess. Uh, fox. <laughs> nope, he's a cockroach. Really? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That roach owns AC. <laughs> Who is the green-haired man, and what did he do? Dyed his hair green, and no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what media genre must you look out for? Must what media genre? Yeah, all. Which media genre is normally okay to talk to? None? Furry? Margaret Cho. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should have known yeah. that one. <laughs> She's a genre, you know. What must you do if someone starts asking you questions? I actually happen to know the answer to this. But uh, uh, Avoid? <laughs> D- downplay the sex? Before It's basically just come across and give them straight talk about it. What should you do, uh, not do, if someone starts asking you questions? So the first one was do. Now, what don't you do? What don't you do? Um, Tarnish your reputation? You don't want to make it seem like it's this awful thing. That's good enough, right? Yeah, yeah. What is the furry fandom a fandom of? (laughs) Oh, God. Freaks? No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) I I happily happily uh, define myself as a freak, so... Um, uh, basically, just uh, what I've always understood is just a, a collection around the genre of the furry art. What is the? You can't the use anth- the word in the definition. That's cheating. Uh, anthropomorphic. Very good. Yes. Wait, wait. I have to be in the board. Where's the ding? Yeah. Ding. <laughs> what is this all about? This is a very deep, vague question. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's whatever you want it to be, I guess. <laughs> we'll go deep and vague too. <laughs> It's all about your perception for what it's worth. What is the best strategy if you don't want to talk to someone about the fandom, like a reporter? Um, it's two words. Tell them to get lost. That's way too many words. Go away. <laughs> no comment. Oh, okay. No comment. So the rest of her email continues. How she created her persona, so you might learn something. My journey started on Second Life. I used to be on it as much as I am on Facebook now. Way too much. 
I can remember getting a lot of free avatars, and for a time, the one I used the most was Renamon. Is that uh, Digimon? Yes. I got to know a lot of furries while using her, and even though I eventually got other avatars, I found myself constantly using Renamon above all others. Eventually, I decided it would be better for me to stop looking through the window of the fandom and walk through the door. And when I did, I saw so many beautiful personas, and I knew I needed one of my own. So I used Renamon's base colors as a starting point, and through many days and crumpled papers, I came up with the design you see in the attached file. Not much of a story, but it's what I have. Till next time, from the city of Tijuana, Mexico, Kira the Fox. P.S. That is not an avatar stripe. It's a skunk stripe. The color is unintentionally matched. Do you have the image mm -hmm. over there? Why don't you show our lovely guest what she came up with? Why don't you show me? <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> the image of the show notes. They're beautiful. Um, she has a fox with long pointy ears, green tips, purple fur. The body is yellow with a green triforce, almost like a cutie mark on one leg. And then nice big white feet. So it kind of looks like a Renamon, but with... Uh, oh, and diamonds on the ears. And pink ears with green tips and pink arms. Oh, okay. And a Triforce yeah. and, a, and a paw print. And a paw print tattoo. Like a paw print cutie mark and a Triforce tattoo on the other thigh. She looks like Skittles. It's cute. She does. She brings up uh, an interesting thing, markings. Think about markings for your turn. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, was like, I hadn't thought about any of that. Good. Now it's that time. And that's the number one thing, because you could just be like a, a regular fox or a regular whatevers. But it's not you. you got to personalize yourself. So for me, I'd have to have like a chest scar showing where my soul was removed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you don't have a soul, yes. <laughs> so... Well, how long have you been thinking about this fursona creation process? You've been you've been aware of furry forever, but the time where you're like, maybe I actually should do this versus uh, got serious. It's probably been uh, like a month or two. It actually, hasn't been too long, two or nice. three. Well, I, I think what was it? Was it New Year's? Yeah, when I when, when I knew you were aware of it, and I said, no, you can't do this yet. You have to yeah. come on the show. <laughs> so I think yeah, it I think, would have been. Yeah. It was a New Year's party. I want to say three and a half, three and a half. It's I guess it's four weeks. Yeah, it's been it's four, four weeks. weeks. January's January almost over. It was either that or Zotto's birthday party. It's been 30 days. That's four no, weeks and two days. days. It was totally new because I remember being more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> more drunk than FC? Yeah. Yeah, I was more drunk at wow. Zotto's birthday party, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was he. Yeah, so was <laughs> <laughs> It was a good birthday then. So yeah. what screw-ups um, do you have about... Or do you fear? You know, what do you fear from creating your persona? Like, do you feel like you're going to... Do you have any fears at all? I wouldn't say I hadn't thought of a fear. Yeah, I hadn't. Uh, I well, just there's the uh, how do you do it? You know what? What's the but when when a man and another man love each other very much? <laughs> no, they become furries. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you going to have a sexual element to your persona? Uh probably probably not that much of one. I wouldn't think. Okay. Well, if that changes, you'll have to consider other things such as. Configuration of the genitals. <laughs> yeah, that seems what? very important in most art. That is a actually a it is. It is people who like to get naughty art do have to think about that. It's a legit thing. Don't you shake your head at me over there? What do I, do I have? Like a a regular penis, a fox penis, or a horse penis? Yeah. No, seriously. When I look at art and you have a beautiful figure and then you have this completely mismatched dick, I'm like, peace out. Done. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if it really wasn't that important, Bad Dragon wouldn't be in as big a business as it is. That is a good point. The struggle is real. 
I just beat the struggle. Vivi did not win. Anyway. Oh, you owe us beer now. Yeah, I'll take that away from the microphone. <laughs> so is there any other reason why you've waited other than just lack of motivation for art? Um, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, or no, pretty much no. That's I was going to say that's uh, kind of it. Art, I, yeah, art, I'm not the most artistic person in the world. So I'm not, yeah, not an artist. Uh, appreciation of art is, well, uh, well, I, I like your art, so that should tell you. My, my art on it? Oh, that art. <laughs> that art. I'm like, my personal art? What? <laughs> <laughs> and he, so. just so that everybody knows, he's pointing out a, a, a Star Trek um Oil painting of David Oil and his paint. cat. Yes. It's very nicely done. What's his cat's name? Spot. Very Duh. good. Very good. You win. Hold on. Actually, I forgot you answered a question right. Woo. <laughs> I so, can get those questions right. Besides getting um, your persona drawn with Zotto, is there anything else that you want to do um, when you finalize your persona? Besides go to Disneyland and get measles. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, have I been vaccinated against that? I hope so. That's cat flu. You have to have the Mr. shot. M-M-R. Cat flu. Cat, cat flu. flu. Oh, cat flu, right. Yes. Cat flu. This is a, uh, what is it? Escape from Tomorrowland reference. Escape from Tomorrowland. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's awesome. Hmm. Um, I haven't really thought about it. Probably a badge since uh, I have been to it. <laughs> so there's a funny thing, too, is I actually have been to a con. So. Anthrocon? No, I, no, actually, I went to BLFC last year. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you get drunk and have fun with everyone? Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. I, I mean, was, I was rather intoxicated. Cross. Must say, it was a fun conference. No, no, no. You weren't intoxicated, sir. You were curing your sobriety. There's a difference. Oh, I did very well. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's a very strong disease. It's terminal, but it's nice to cure it temporarily. <laughs> so we have an email from Kane that he emailed in. Are you, are you reading it? Or yeah, what? I'm going to go ahead and read it. All right. So, hello again for what it's worth. This is Kane um, McKeaton. Once again, chiming in for a new, for some new furry advice. So, you're a bright-eyed, fresh-out-of-the-box fur, but unsure uh, what you should be. Well, good old Uncle Kane um, has a very easy process um, of choosing for your persona. Step one, choose a fox. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. So you are now officially a fox. You have to start there. That's that's something that's almost official. You have to start as a fox. So what is if you have to go through a speaking space? A well, no, no. Speak and say phase? No, no. It's a like speaking spell. Was, that was a hard a to speak say. Speak and speak phase. <laughs> um, it's like when you learn to ride a bike. You always have to have your training wheels. So everyone is a fox to start. Everyone. <laughs> Is not an option. So you are currently a fox. I wasn't aware foxes were for breaking virginity in more than one way. Although, yes. what what is it this year? Is it huskies or is it otters? We're just going classic. It's fox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I kid. For real, choosing your first persona can be a tricky and confusing process sometimes. There are many animals to choose from, all with their own um, different qualities. Um, one of the easiest approaches, choose your favorite animal. As simple as that. Of course, you could go through and slight the slightly more in-depth route and try to analyze yourself 
and match the animal to that. What kind of personality quirks do you have? What are your physical traits? What sort of animals do you see yourself as when you bring all of these aspects together? For example, myself, I have chose a, a finnick fox since um, it shares many similar qualities to me. They are tiny. I'm only five foot four and 103 pounds. I hate you. Wow, you're just, you're, you're kind of tiny. You're, you're what, really tiny. <laughs> why, why don't you like yourself? <laughs> what? No, I'm talking, I'm, I'm not talking, I'm talking to the guy who said I hate you. Oh. You're so fat. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. I'm lost. It's okay. Ah, well, so he doesn't like it when it's cold. Um, I shiver at anything below um, 65 Fahrenheit. And impos- impossibly adorable. At least that's what a few have have said I am. Alternately, if you feel um, pra- um, if you feel adventurous, it's not uncommon um, to hybrid some animals, even biologically, even biologically impossible um, ones. If you don't ones, if you really can't decide a single species, fox slash wolf. Deer slash um, wolves, fox slash cat, pretty much um, nothing is off limits. For for the real creative, creating your own made-up species is possible. Um, after all, there would be... I mean, <clears throat> sorry. After all, where would we be without Sergal's ser- services... Cruxes. Cruxes. Oh, wow. Services. <laughs> Services? And the like. <laughs> Anyways, that's my two cents for this episode of For What It's Worth. As always, look forward to more. Kane. Thank you so much, Kane, for sending that in. Don't do hybrids. They're awful. <laughs> uh, no, well, a hybrid can't. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't say that. Like, you just, like, offended, like, pretty Me? much. <laughs> Me? <laughs> oh, I guess that's true, Mr. Puppy Bear. Hey, you know what? I don't think I know what your first one is. It's a puppy bear. A puppy bear? Yeah. I don't know why I always assumed it was a Care Bear or something. So It was originally. Well, Over time, it, it, it became hybrid. Ah. All right. So we've got to start asking some big questions. Uh-oh. So the first question is, what species do you want your fursona to be? Uh, that would have to be a grizzly bear. Specifically a grizzly bear. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're not going to start with a fox? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're upgrading <laughs> you now. You, you, you're, you're running dummy windows. Now you're getting real windows. Not, not as a fursona. <laughs> okay. Grizzly bear. How, what, what color? Oh, wait. Hold on. Not what color yet. Um, Rue, what's the next question? The next question is, what will your character's full name be? Oh, geez. Name. I'm horrible with names. I don't know. Yeah, that's going to take a while. That's going to take more than, uh, you know. What about your Twitter name? Um, I kind of, I semi-assumed it would end up being your Twitter name. Probably. I've thought about that, but uh, that that translates to like Bear Warrior, so I I don't know. What is your Twitter name? Uh, It's Arcades. Why why not use Arcades? That's a good name. Probably. I guess I could, but. I mean, there you go. The name's a big deal. Let it it percolate, because it's, honestly, I have friends that change their, their character name. 
Yeah. And I want to punch him because <laughs> it's like, I, I care for you as a friend. I will go along with this. However, you're, you're changing the label by which my brain has organized all of yeah. you. I don't like that. Yeah. I've had a friend of mine and I think that we share the same exact friend, but he's changed his persona's name like three times. And I'm just like, nope, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to call you by the first one. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, mm. see the original friend I uh, who introduced me to the first. He, he, we, that's where we denoted the term the speak and say. That's because he's changed personas so often. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, you might know who I'm speaking of. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> so, how old will your persona be? Age? Do you actually consider age on this? Oh, too? absolutely. Yeah. Age, well, well, yeah. There's yeah. age play elements in the fandom for sure. Huh. Well, you know, there's kid furs, there's baby furs, there's oh, there's true. gray furs. Um, I would probably go with my, my own age, I would assume. So, 88. So, yeah, well, <laughs> 463. <laughs> you don't look a day over 462. <laughs> are you, are you, do you want so, to tell everyone how old you are? Um, yeah, I'm thir- uh, yeah, I'm 33. Wow. So, I'll be 34 in a few months, actually. Hey, look, I think so I'm the second oldest one in the room. You know, you're finally the oldest. Oh, hey. I'll be 34 in November. Excuse me. This is a p- nice podcast. We say eldest. We're grapers. <laughs> Fuck you. So I'm going to make this <laughs> next question a little bit easier for you. What's your favorite color? Gray, probably. Do you want your character to be gray? No, probably not. So what color it's do you ash. want your character to be? Uh, do you want it to be a cartoony color? No, I, well, or a realistic a color. Cartoony color. Like a pastel bright color. Uh, oh good god, no, that's too happy. Like a pony? Do Which you, I, I would say brown is the go-to color with bears. That's very common though. So yeah. how do you want to blend in? You know, probably have to be like a brown. brown. I'd probably go with like a brown that that plays into my uh uh career path as well so gotcha okay well one thing that we didn't ask you is so are you a brown bear or are you a black bear so you're brown that is your species type grizzly a grizzly bear let me educate you on bears and uh black bears are their own species brown bears are what are called grizzly bears ah oh i guess that's true however both bears uh range in color from cinnamon to like dark brown so so you want your fur to be pullman brown that is that. It, that's the actual <laughs> sure. name of that brown. We'll go with that. And the hex color is six four four one one seven. Do they I probably just revealed too much about myself right there? Nope. <laughs> Nothing official is going Do, on here. And besides, we don't break rule one. Do they take pictures together? That'd be cool. It'd be a Kodiak moment. Take pictures. You're together. done. Leave. So is he going to have any sort of? distinct markings on him at we, all like we've talked about this you know do you still are you still meditating on this are you wanting to have a scar um, across his chest would. i probably would do that i think i like that idea or at least match the scar i have Whoa, what, excuse me match moves, the scar I have. he's all bam screw this microphone <laughs> what's <laughs> what's way. the scar that you have um i have a scar on my chest where i had my soul removed it, it was actually a cyst the size of a pineapple but i call it my soul wow what else do you call it you named it you named it my soul that's so i named it yeah <laughs> Now, now I used to be ten percent good. Now I'm not. <laughs> so, as far as your character's backstory, some people make these really elaborate backstories. Mine is one sentence. One day, Tugs got tired of all the political bullshit in Carolot and left. The end. That's literally my true backstory. In Camelot, Carolot. Oh, Car- okay. <laughs> so he left. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, one day George Bush came to town. No, actually, that's not true. But the uh, the one sentence is 
the backstory. Some people have really elaborate backstories. Like, I eat cookies and I pee fire. Yay! But that's not a backstory. Those are <laughs> traits. How did your character come to be? Well, it's it's all, uh, you know, different stories that have happened. And once upon a time, there was a cookie. Do we want to start there? <laughs> I see. I see. And the cookie crumbled. And so, there was Rue. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is simply my opinion. I would not recommend a short novel that I have to read to find out about who you are. A few sentences is pretty good. Well, my catchphrase is meh, so why don't we just go with that? Your backstory is meh. Yeah, there you go. And you had your soul removed. Okay. Okay, It's coming together. (laughs) Okay, well, let's start with the soul removed. Like, okay, so just meh happened, but do you want something that actually happened to your character? How did his soul get removed from him? Did he, like, give it up? Are there connections to Brother Bear? Um, Did he go through some traumatic event? uh, Yeah, his uh, the soul... Grew a, the soul is the conscience, and it tried to strangle the black heart. So to survive, you had to have the soul removed. That's that's an awesome backstory. There we go. It's perfect. Do you have any kind of magic? I wouldn't think so. As much as I would like to, but... Uh, what about signature traits? Anything signature about you, other than you've got a scar on your chest? Yeah. I, do you uh, wear a particular set of clothes? Do you... Do you would, do? would you draw your persona with clothes or without clothes? I guess it depends on the the particular for uh, is a reference piece. A lot of people get reference art of their characters. Yeah. Um, questions I have not thought about. So I um I don't know. I probably probably have to see both really to get an idea of it or okay. look at some reference art and to see how it would look. And then also something that you would want to think about is is your persona more of a cartoonish type style or I mean I know I asked about the color. Right, right, right. But is he is he a tune? Is he a tune itself or is he actually a, a realistic feral. feral bear? Does he walk upright? Um I would do it anthropomorphic, I think. So I'm not total yeah. Somewhat cartoony. Yeah, a little bit, but probably middle of the road. I actually uh sat down with a, a friend. We kinda went through some of the eye styles because I didn't understand what cartoony meant and everything I seemed to pick was like middle of the road. Like kind of right in the middle, so okay. so I'd probably go with uh, you know, like I said before, meh. <laughs> so we're out of the key questions, and we have to go to break. So what the important thing you need to know is that once you decide this, you can never ever change it again, ever. Meaning it'll evolve with you over time. Constantly. Okay, yeah. okay, come on, you can change. You get one. You can change it one get, time. No, 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 no. One. That's a species change. I'm just saying you're going to find you're going to want to add things. Oh, I got you. Because yeah, it, yeah. it will become an expression, I think, anyway, if you're if who you are inside. Exactly. See, and that's where I've always kind of thought. That's why I didn't think of a backstory in that. Because I, I guess for me, what a persona is, is it's like your projection of your ideal self. Yes. So and that's, that's kind of what I take from it. So. All right. Well, what we have next is we have space news as usual. Um, we have uh, some other stuff in the break that you'll find out in a moment. Then we're going to come back and we will actually do the, the ceremony. We've we put thought to this. Are you excited? Oh, joy. Oh, good. We all have bad days. We all have bad weeks. But what if there was a place you could go and feel better for a few minutes? Your new local Tickles location has just the thing you need. Build your own personalized Tickle order based on your needs. Start with your choice of a single finger double finger or whole hand. Then, using our state-of-the-art ordering system, choose where on your body to apply your treatment along with one of several intensities. Consider adding a situation, 
being tickled after you finish a sweet piece of chocolate, after a hug, or reading a book. We have a wide variety to suit you. If your day is really going badly, opt for a deluxe pickle tickle package. We will literally pull a pickle out of a jar and tickle you with it. The best part? You can eat the pickle after. So check out your local Tickles location today and see how a quick tickle can turn your day around. Mention for what it's worth and get a 15% discount until the third. Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Monday, November 19th, here are your space headlines. Yes, Monday. America's Thanksgiving is this week, and with preparations needing doing, I just wouldn't have time to wait until Wednesday, so forgive me if you see something in the news that doesn't make it into my little report. First off, we've got a hard date for the next crewed launch to the ISS. Russia is preparing for a three-person flight of the Soyuz to continue human presence aboard the station, which will launch on December 3rd. That's great news, only a brief interruption in crewed flight. Next, there were a bunch of launches, including two resupply missions of the ISS, one of them being a Russian Progress Freighter, and the other being a Cygnus spacecraft. Then there was the third launch of Rocket Lab's Electron rocket, completing the It's Business Time mission, India flew their GSLV Mark III on its second orbital test, and SpaceX launched the S-Hail-2, a communications satellite for Qatar, on board a Block 5 Falcon 9, the second flight for this particular rocket. They're hoping to refurbish the booster, which landed on the drone ship Of Course I Still Love You, and get it prepped for a third flight soon, which is the first time any Falcon 9 will have flown three times. And earlier in the month, we had to say goodbye to another landmark mission. NASA's Dawn spacecraft officially ran out of fuel and stopped transmitting back to Earth while orbiting Ceres. It was the first spacecraft to visit two separate objects in the asteroid belt and gave us some amazing images of both. To prevent potential contamination of the icy body, Dawn was put into an orbit that hopefully will remain stable, keeping it from crashing into the surface of an object that could potentially become a source of water. You can bet we'll be going back there at some point in the future. It's just a question of when. That's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Fifty Sheds of Grey, the Black Friday edition, is brought to you by Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Sex Toy Sunday, Cyber Monday, Taco Tuesday, Wouldn't It Be Nice If I Made a Working Wage Wednesday, Fast Shipping, Fulfilled by Amazon for a better shopping experience and after-sales service. All of our products are fulfilled by Amazon to ensure that item can delivery fast and on time. Damaged and losing. If your package damaged or losing in transit, please kindly contact with Amazon customer service in the first time. They will help you as soon as possible. And they, excuse me, and you also contact with our online customer service anytime by email we will reply you fast within 12 hours. Worry-free shopping. Strict quality control. 100% quality inspect. We inspected all items one by one. Before shipment. Literally, that's the words B space for 
shipment. Best after sales warranty. 90 day money back or exchange guarantee. We are so sure in our jewelry quality that we guarantee 90 money back or exchange to provide the best service. From now on, support body piercing Jew individuation custom made. If you have like product, can contact our customer service. New combination co-location. If you have a fave combo co-location and our existing products, we will in stock in 10 to 20 working days. New design. We will, according to your request, to complete the production and sales in one three months. Just have an idea? We'll let it come true. Prepare for a unique gift for you love and your lover. Custom made welcome. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Stop me if you've heard this one before. If it looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. If you're a philosopher, you recognize this as an example of what's called abductive reasoning. And if you're a layperson like the rest of us, well, the saying's just a simple piece of common sense. After all, what else looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck if not a duck? I bring up the duck example because it nicely illustrates a quirk of how our mind works, a heuristic, to be more precise. A while back, I introduced you to the concept of heuristics, these mental shortcuts our mind uses to help us make sense of a complex world. I talked about the availability heuristic specifically, a trick our mind uses to guess how common something is based on how quickly examples of it come to our mind. It's the reason why we feel safer in a car than in a plane, even though car crashes are far more common than plane crashes. So what does this have to do with ducks? Well, another heuristic we use to make the world make sense is called the representativeness heuristic. In a nutshell, the representativeness heuristic is when we answer a really tough question about probability by answering a simpler question about similarity. Here's an example. Helen is a shy, soft-spoken person. Is it more likely that Helen is a librarian or a stand-up comic? Now, if I give you a chance to think it over, you'd probably assume that Helen is more likely to be a librarian than a stand-up comic. But how did you come to this conclusion? Well, the proper formal way to do it would be to do some research. Find out how many stand-up comedians there are in the world and how many librarians there are in the world, and then just compare their relative probabilities to see which of the two careers is more common. And from that, you could answer the question about which one is more likely, that Helen is a librarian or a comic. The problem with this approach is that it requires a lot of effort, and I really only gave you a few seconds to answer the question. As it turns out, life's kind of like that. We often have to make decisions with imperfect or flawed or limited information. Because the statistics aren't at hand, we base our assumption on the next best thing. Which one does Helen seem more similar to, a librarian or a comic? Her shy, quiet disposition sounds more like the librarians we know than the comics we know, so we skip the stats altogether and just conclude that she's probably more likely to be a librarian than a comic because she seems more like a librarian. 
As it turns out, this representativeness heuristic is a pretty handy trick that works well in most situations. After all, people who wear police uniforms are probably real police officers. People who are bent over in pain probably need our assistance. And a person who wears a tail, collar, and fuzzy paws at a furry convention is probably a furry. But there's a problem. The representativeness heuristic doesn't always lead to the right answer. After all, sometimes a person wearing a police uniform is a guy wearing a costume. Sometimes the person who's bent over and in pain doesn't actually need our help. And sometimes the person who's wearing a collar isn't a furry at all. We rely so much on the representativeness heuristic in our day-to-day -day lives that we're often blind to the ways that it can sometimes lead us astray. Two psychologists, Kahneman and Tversky, demonstrated this in a really cool study back in the 1970s. They had participants in the study come into the lab one at a time. The participants were shown a box that was full of descriptions of different people. The participant was told that some of the people in the box were engineers and some of them were lawyers. Their job was to grab a description out of the box and guess whether it described a person who was a lawyer or an engineer. But there were a few catches. First of all, the draw was rigged, so every participant read the exact same description about a man who liked math puzzles, hated politics, and tended to keep to themselves. Second, the researchers manipulated what participants were told about the descriptions in the box. Some participants were told the box contained descriptions of mostly lawyers with a handful of engineers. Others were told just the opposite, that the box was mostly engineers with a handful of lawyers in it. So what did they find? Well, regardless of what people were told about the content of the box, nearly everyone assumed that the person they read about was an engineer, because they sure seemed like an engineer. But think about what this means. In theory, the participants could have been told that only one in 100 people in the box was an engineer. Chances are they would still think it was more likely that the person they picked was the one engineer rather than any of the 99 lawyers. This is the problem with the representativeness heuristic. Our person looks like an engineer, regardless of whether there's one engineer in the box or a hundred of them. Even if it's more likely that the description is that of an unusual lawyer instead of a typical engineer, people still assume that they're holding the, in, the engineer precisely because they completely ignore all of the relevant statistical information and only focus on those superficial similarities. So what does this have to do with the furry fandom? Well, as it turns out, we make judgments about people all the time. For example, maybe we assume a person's persona species based entirely on their behavior or their personality traits. You might think, for example, that the high-energy, super-playful new furry in your group is a ferret because they're wearing a shirt with a picture of a ferret and they seem to have a lot of the traits we associate with ferrets. We might assume this despite the fact that, statistically, it's a lot more likely this person is a wolf or a fox and just happens to also like ferrets. And while this is a small, kind of silly example, these sorts of assumptions also form the backbone of many of the stereotypes and prejudices that furries are a victim of. You can just imagine someone saying, well, they're a furry, so they certainly look like a sexual deviant. The take home message is this. We all use the representativeness heuristic in our day-to-day -day lives. We use it because, well, it's a good enough shortcut for most things. More often than not, something looks like an X because it is an X. 
And if we don't have the time or the mental resources available to give it a second thought, that's usually good enough for us. But just remember every once in a while that something that looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck is often a duck, but every once in a while it's a platypus with something caught in its throat. This has been a quick look at the representativeness heuristic. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. Hi, my name's Killingsworth, and you're listening to For What It's Worth. Hope you're having a not crazy day, because if you are, then you'll probably wind up in my asylum. And welcome back. We've prepared the studio for this momentous occasion. The lights have gone to a dim red. We've got candles on the table. We've got all manner of crazy things. Rue is praying right now. He's praying to the furry gods. Feels kind of serious at this moment. <laughs> it totally is. So, you'll be joining. Kind of life commitment. We'll be. You'll be joining our fur pile. Even though you guys haven't heard it yet, um, there will be a little snippet from Fido after the ceremony in which he shares his thoughts on creating a persona. So let's do this. We have a book. This book is about an inch thick. I'm not kidding you. It's an inch thick and it says no, it's furry. Like an inch and a half. Yeah, it's it says furry in all caps on it. It the is the world book. of the world's best anthropomorphic fiction. It is the book of furry. A work of fiction, like many other things. So, Rue will be holding it. You need to put your hand on that. And then you will repeat each statement I say until the very end. Are you ready for this? Oh, you gotta raise your other hand. There we go, good. Okay. To fill the power. <laughs> Alright, let's do this. Now, the you, book you, is shaking. Okay. <laughs> I'm changing the music for this. Repeat after me. I, Arcades Bear, do hereby declare myself to the following. I, Arcades Bear, do hereby declare myself to the following. I am a member of the furry fandom for now and always. I am a member of the furry fandom for from now until always. I am a strong, independent bear man. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent bear man. I will obtain a fur affinity account, which I will log into regularly and complain about when the site is down. I will create a fur affinity account, which I log into regularly and complain about frequently while it's down. To enjoy all the art and adult art the fandom has to offer. To enjoy all the art and adult art the fandom has to offer. To go to a furry convention. To go to a furry convention. Without chlorine. Without chlorine? Yep. I will hold down a job and not start a Patreon in lieu of a job. I will hold down a job and not start a Patreon in lieu of a job. To buy a product only because it has a furry in it, regardless of quality. To buy a product that has a furry in it, regardless of quality. To fight the evil forces of furry drama and strive to improve the world. To fight the forces of furry drama and strive to improve the world. I will not beg artists for free art. I will not beg artists for free art. <laughs> to establish a regular Twitter account and an After Dark Twitter account. <laughs> to establish a regular Twitter account and an After Dark Twitter account. To bathe regularly and avoid fanboy funk. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Just to bathe, bathe regularly and avoid fanboy funk. To consider speaking ridiculous or spending, sorry, to re consider spending ridiculous amounts of money on a fursuit and force my friends to haul it around on the back of their cars and be a pain in the ass about it. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we skip it. To follow six to one. To follow six to one. To engage in cuddling and scritching and yiffing and general furry noises. 
to engage in what? Cuddling <laughs> and scratching. And, scritch- and yiffing. And yiffing. And making general furry noises. And making general furry noises. And lastly, to never ask what the fox says. <laughs> and never ask what the fox says. All right. You may now remove your hand from the book and put your other hand down. Now you just have to do the pledge. So more repeating. Ready? I pledge allegiance to the roach. I pledge allegiance to the roach. Known as Kage of the furry fandom. Known as Kage of the furry fandom. And to our community to which he thinks he owns. To And to our community to which he thinks he owns. One fandom without corporate ownership. One fandom without corporate ownership. With liberty and justice for all, as long as they don't go against my tastes and preferences. <laughs> with liberty and justice for all, as long as it don't, doesn't go against my tastes and preferences. I solemnly vow to follow these declarations. I, I'm sorry, what? I solemnly vow to follow these declarations. I solemnly vow to follow these declarations. As required by Dragoneer, the other master and lord of the furry fandom, who yes. is my witness. I'm oh, sorry, repeat that one more time. <laughs> as required by Dragoneer. As required by Dragoneer. The other master and lord of the furry fandom. The other master and lord of the furry fandom. Who is my witness. Who is my witness. There we go. You're all done with the oaths. Now for the physical part of the ceremony. Oh, good First, God. you must eat a cookie. On a plate. Please oh. tell the audience what this cookie looks Closer. like. Yeah, describe the plate, the cookie. Uh, it looks like a cookie on a uh, plate with a uh, skull and clover and... Uh, skull, uh, skulls, crossbones, uh, clover, diamond, spade, and a heart. Now and you a may small plate. You may take a bite. <laughs> While you're enjoying that, oh wait, now he hasn't taken the bite. Go for it. Now is the cookie good? A cookie does taste good. The microphone doesn't work from that side. Right? <laughs> he asked if the cookie was good. It's all right. He said it was good. All right. While you're enjoying your cookie, it, you would never completely finish joining a group like this unless you drank the blood of their people. So we bring you a chalice with blood inside of it. Okay, that sounds doable. <laughs> but before, before you drink this, you must add your own blood. <laughs> Open your paw. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> now, drink and be one. Oh, good. Tastes fruity. <laughs> it's because we're all fruits. <laughs> That's fox blood. Oh. <laughs> all right. Sermony's over. <laughs> oh, I've graduated, huh? You have. You guys were taking so long in there, I was worried what this was in this cookie, but it seems like it might be a real cookie. <laughs> oh no, it's a real cookie. I told you it wouldn't hurt you. So, so he's graduated. He has. Now we have something to give you to commemorate and always remember this event. Oh, so I'm going to grab 10 it. Years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow, and you even got the name right on it. Will you please read it? Uh, certificate of Achievement. The certificate is proudly presented to Arcades Bear in really small writing. Uh, this document certified... Do I need to read that? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Just make I sure. can read it if you want me to. Is it easier? Well, I was just making... Print. Yeah, I was just making sure it wasn't general stuff that wasn't necessary. Nope, everything on here is custom for you. Okay, all right. This document certifies that the named above has sworn an unbreakable oath on the show... Known as for uh, for what it's worth, 
and is officially a certified member of the furry fandom for now and always. And then it's dated today, and it's been signed by Tugs and Rue. It's got a fur, uh, a uh, paw print seal, like, seal, I guess we call it, yeah. And then some other seal thing, and then, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Wow, well, oh, you're well framed and everything. Sure. Don't forget the chalice. <laughs> Don't throw it though. <laughs> That's cool because I was able to get the cookie and the chalice and oh everything. You know. nice. nice. So now you're one of us. How how do you feel now? Do you feel do you feel completely different? Uh, I feel like I belong. <laughs> this is the most over the top elaborate thing I've ever done. We're bringing someone into the phantom, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I could help you with that. <laughs> but it's official. You have paper to say, I am a furry. <laughs> Signed by people who have no authority to declare those things. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if you could get into cons for free with that? Like, I am an official furry. This is my certificate. I don't need a con badge. <laughs> that would be awesome. I have papers. We should try to pull that off. <laughs> I'm papered. <laughs> I'm papered. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, we have uh, this clip that was sent in from Fido. Hey guys, what is up? It is Fido again, and I'm attempting an audio clip this time, if y'all will have it, because it would eliminate anyone's reading problems, if they have any. Oh. Rue, that was... Yeah, you kind of butchered my last email a little bit, no offense. I can cut that part. But... As far as the whole ceremony goes, I'm not going to speculate on that because of how horrible my ideas tend to skew because the internet has warped me beyond recognition. I'm a soulless bastard in that aspect. Anyways, as far as choosing your persona goes, you know, look through a list of general options and see what strikes a chord more than, more than the others. And... It should, it it should get you on the right track, but I'm just ballparking here with this one because I can't remember what was said on the show at the end as far as the subject matter goes. I've just got a general idea. Anyways, as always, this has been Fido Cabot from out in bumfuck Egypt, Texas. <laughs> if y'all choose to put this one on the air hey I greatly appreciate it and I will catch y'all on the next one is that next to Colfado? just wondering uh, I, w- I wonder if if, if that's uh, close to earth bumfuck Texas I think it's one of the moons because there there is earth Texas so go forth and evolve that is all we have completed the topic but not the show do you have any last words before we leave the topic um Live long and prosper. (laughs) Live long and prosper. All right. Well, guess what time it is. It's time for the the game. game. You get a game. Aren't you happy? Oh, yeah. Yay. All right. So your game is true or false. So we're going to read you a short news story. Mostly I will. Then Rue will ask you a question. True or false. You have pretty good odds of getting it. Hopefully you get 50%. Any questions? (laughs) Nope. All right. We're going to do this. Question one. 14 employees of a Massachusetts pharmacy were indicted in December for defrauding the federal government by filing bogus bogus prescriptions 
despite the owner's explicit instructions to staff that the fake customers' names must resemble real names with no obviously false names that might tip off law enforcement. Among the names found on the customer list of the New England Compounding Center were Hugh Jass, L.L. Bean, Phileo Fish, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, Harry Potter, Coco Puff, Mary Lamb, and all of the Baldwin Brothers actors, a grouping of Budweiser, Richard Coors, Raymond Rolling Rock, and of course Samuel Adams. The indictments were part of a 2012 meningitis outbreak in which 64 people died. This is from WBZ in Boston. Question time. And the question is... Um, true or false? True or false? Teddy Ruxpin. And, um, yeah, I don't have the question. It says true or false. I can't find it. All right, true or false? The Cocoa Puffs bird has a name, and it's not the Cocoa Puffs bird. True? It's Sunny. Oh, that's right. I didn't know that. Question two. It's not fair. There's not justice in this country, shouted the mother of Franklin Reyes, 17, in a New York courtroom in January after a judge ordered the son tried for manslaughter as an adult. Reyes, an unlicensed driver fleeing a police traffic stop, had plowed into a four-year-old girl killing her, but had initially convinced the judge to treat him as a youthful offender. Reyes' mom was so enraged at the judge's switch that she had to be escorted from the room. After the judge's generous youthful offender ruling, Reyes had violated his bail conditions by getting arrested three more times. True or false? Children in England start their school career at age four. I'm going to have to take a guess on that. Let's go with true. Irish kids do. What age, what age do uh, English kids? Five. Okay, on to three. The Territorial Seed Company of Cottage Grove, Oregon, introduced a plant in 2014 that sprouts both tomatoes and potatoes, the aptly named ketchup and fries plant. Grafting, rather than genetic modification, splices uh, onto the tomato plants to create single plants capable of harvest of 500 red cherry tomatoes and uh, four and a half pounds of potatoes each. This is from the Oregonian in December. True or false, you can order 4.5 pounds of hot tamales candy on Amazon. Ah, true. That's got to be true. That's correct. You can order anything on Amazon. Not everything is on Amazon, but they do have used condoms if you go look. Question four comes from Canada. On January 19th, three men came across a raccoon that was acting strangely, and one of them tried to pick the animal up, said Griffin. (laughs) It bit him quite extensively, and there was one other member of the group that got blood sprayed on him. And there was one taking the cell phone video capturing all that went on, but he did not get exposed. The raccoon test is positive for rabies, and the two men who were exposed have received treatment. True or false? There are Tim Horton, um, Horton's location in Mexico and Belize. Belize, yes. Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons, the coffee chain that they love. Uh, let's go with false. You're doing that really is correct. Good. Question five. Oh man. A shopping list suspect managed to summon police officers who arrested him. It goes like this. Two security officers at the local Walmart followed Alfonso Aguilar into the parking lot because they say he had stolen several items, reports the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Police say that Aguilar resisted their attempts to detain him, even pulling a knife, then fled across the street to a Lowe's parking lot. There he hid behind a truck and called 911. Sorry, I'm out of breath, he told the dispatcher, according to a transcript. These guys tried to grab me and told me that they were, but they were two little young thugs. Police arrived while he was still on the phone, found store items near the truck, and arrested the 42-year-old 
on charges of shoplifting ag and aggravated assault. Best part, on the 911 call, he can be heard protesting, I'm the one who called for help. True or false, Lowe's has stores in Japan, though a partnership through. with through a partnership with Costco. Uh, well, if the pattern holds true. Yeah, I didn't think so. False. <laughs> there is only Lowe's in North America. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Is Costco in Japan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they would be. Uh, they probably don't have space for them, though, huh? No. All right, question six. Oh, this is about Johnson & Johnson's Johnson. A contractor for Johnson & Johnson was arrested for placing a hidden spy camera in a company bathroom that recorded multiple people using the toilet. Stephen Lewins, 42 of Brooklyn, was arrested for unlawful surveillance on January 23rd after the pinhole camera was discovered in the restroom a week earlier, the NYPD said. A Johnson & Johnson employee found the camera in an SD card hidden in a wall above a light switch inside the unisex bathroom on January 16th. The company said it alerted the police immediately. True or false? The first um, patented dress pin um, patent. patent sold for $400. True or false? And that sounds true, given the time period. That is correct. Oh, good. I like question seven. <laughs> A naked violinist is suing local police after being arrested for fiddling with himself. Huh. A Hillsboro, Oregon man arrested after playing the violin while naked outside the federal courthouse in Portland last year suing police. The Oregonian reports um, that 25-year-old Matthew T. I don't even know how to say his last name. It has no vowels. Claims authorities used excessive force and violated his First Amendment rights. He named the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office and Portland Police Bureau as defendants in a lawsuit filed last week, and he's seeking $1.1 million in damages. Police showed up after receiving complaints about the demonstration, during which the man played violin, meditated, and quoted former Iranian President Mohammad Ahmadinejad. They said they arrested him for indecent exposure and carried him to a patrol car where he refused to walk. The person claims jail, de jail deputies cut his wrist by jerking on his handcuffs and called him names when he cried from the pain and for his service dog. He has a hearing on the indecent exposure charge next month. Portland, Maine. True or false? Portland, Maine allows public nudity and it's n against the law not against the law <laughs> read the whole question oh yes um portland maine allows public nudity and it is not against the law i know there's a, i know in portland oregon it is but i don't know about maine see how these questions are connected to the stories they have yeah yeah <laughs> let's uh let's go with faults Yes, that's correct, because it, the other Portland, um, basically, you can allow public nudity there. There are lots of photos of this, uh, but you can't be aroused. Yeah. And it has to be educational. No, you can just be nude now. No, because uh, actually, the reason I know that is there's a news story about a guy who's upset with the airport uh, security screening, so he just stripped nude in it, and uh, he sued them for their, uh, you know, yeah, prosecuting him that, and he actually won his lawsuit because nudity was allowed in the city. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you can have sex as long as it's educational. It, that's, that, I think that is true. That, yeah. Yeah. I would like some educational sex. Question eight. <laughs> Isn't all sex educational? <laughs> Question eight. It's time for another good idea, bad idea. Good yes. idea. Getting a vaccine for measles. Bad idea. Not getting a vaccine for measles and going to a children's cancer ward. From Gilbert, Arizona. 
Dr. Tim Jax took his three-year-old daughter, Maggie, to get a routine lab done after her latest round of chemotherapy. He thought everything went well. That changed when his family got a phone call from the Phoenix Children's Hospital rep telling him that someone with measles had been at the specialty and urgent care center in Mesa at the time as Maggie. There's a father in me that's just pissed off and angry wanting to protect my family, he said, knowing that in this situation, there's nothing I could have done different. True or false? Godbert, wow, Gilbert Godfrey is 29 years old. 29? Wow, 29? I'm going to say false. Wow. That's not the question. <laughs> yeah, because that's too easy. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey is 59 years old. Wow. That one's a little true harder. True or false? I might say true on that one. Man, I'm just screwing these up today. Question nine. Oh, this is great. Here's another good idea, bad that's, idea for that's you. It's pretty fine print, though. I'd have a hard time reading that. You can zoom it in. I I can't. Oh. A holiday maker died in Ibiza after falling off a cliff as she celebrated a marriage proposal from her boyfriend. Police say she lost her balance as she jumped up and down in excitement after her partner asked for her hand in marriage. The pair from Bulgaria were at a beauty spot famed for its sunset views. She suffered a heart attack brought on by injuries caused by the 65-foot fall in the tiny resort of Cala Tarida on Ibiza's west coast. She was alive but unconscious when paramedics arrived but died at the scene a few minutes later. True or false, you have 34 bones in your hand. I think that's false. I don't remember it being 34, yeah. That's it correct. It's 20. You said 29? Yeah. It's 27. Ah. What's the score? Oh, uh, seven. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> you getting freaky in the sound booth as usual? No, I'm, I'm watching the beautiful waves. Oh, okay. And then your last question. You ready? Okay. Okay. When officials at an elementary school in Gustine, Texas, kept finding poop on the gym floor, they decided to get to the bottom of the matter. But their yeah. method of investigation has parents and students raising a stink. Oh. On Monday, officials at Gustina Elementary rounded up 24 students and divided them up by gender. Then the kids were ordered to pull down their pants far enough so educators could see if there were any telltale fecal stains. Eliza Medina, 11, was embarrassed by the so-called poop inspection. I felt uncomfortable and I didn't want to do it. I felt like they violated my privacy. True or false, Inspector Gadget premiered in 1987. False. That's correct. It, it appeared in 1983. Yeah. I wonder what he was inspecting. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I was watching it before 87, so. Expect <laughs> <laughs> your gadget. No, it's inspect your gadget. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. It is that favorite time that everybody enjoys. Yeah. Time to read some mail. So what do we have today, Tugs? First email comes to us from Hachi. He says, hey there, Cast. How are you today? I'm currently listening to your latest episode, the video games one, and I questioned about something specifically for Tugs, who forgot to look this up now that he's reading it. So after we read Killingsworth's email and you guys saw the license... You Tug said something that I couldn't fully understand because Rue was also talking. You said something like, you have a wonderful something, or you have a peripheral point, or you have a referral point. That's what I could make out anyway. I want to ask you remember what it was you said. I'm curious to know what a referral point is or does, if that's what you said. Thanks for taking your time to read this and reply if you can. 
Oh, okay. I know what he's talking about now that I've read it aloud. Um, a referral point because um, I can't remember the context. You referred someone. You did refer Killingsworth to the fandom. So you got a referral point on your record. So, yeah, that's what a referral point is. You get a referral point. It doesn't do anything. It does, no, that's not true. It does something. It does the same thing our game points do. Speaking of game points, Corey, what was that final score? <laughs> seven. 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 Did you say seven last time I asked? I don't know. Eight? I thought somebody said eight. Yeah, he got eight. You said seven, then I answered the other one after it right. So that would make eight unless... Are you actually counting, Koru? No, it was six before, wasn't it? No, he got eight. <laughs> the audience okay, is so screaming eight. It's eight. eight. It's eight, by the way. This is what your brain did when you tried to do math. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Neither do I. All right. You got the next email, Rue? I'm trying to pull it up, actually. Um, so Deegan said, If Anthrocon is now called Furry Unlocked, doesn't that mean it's, it has been shortened to be called FU sometimes? Question mark. Well, as the marketing specialist over... Marketing director over... Um, Furry Unlocked, I can answer that question Here for comes you. a qualified answer. Are you ready? Here you go. The official stance of the convention is, yes. is that we go by Furry Unlocked. That is our official name. Whatever you call it, that's up to you. If you want to go around and tell your friends to F themselves, that's up to you. <laughs> and then we have an email from the Bruce. He says, hey guys, my name is Bruce Silverfox, and I've recently started listening to you guys in my free time. What's that? And well, I gotta say the podcast is effing awesome and funny. You can put fucking, it's okay. Keep up the amazing work. Your new bro fan, Bruce Silverfox. P.S. I've been in the fandom for three months, but I haven't really left the closet. Do you guys have any advice on leaving the closet and getting more involved with the fandom? P.S.S.? I'm a fox, a silver fox, because they're awesome. <laughs> Don't we have a whole episode for that? Um, we, d we, we do. do. We do. Getting more involved in the fandom. Getting involved in your local community. I just want to point out, like I said before, though, you don't really come out about a, a, something like being a furry. You come out about things like being gay. To many people, it is simply a hobby that may be a huge lifestyle for you, but you come out about other things. For this, it's not so much a coming out as much as a just being comfortable with yourself. Yeah, I totally just thought he meant uh, he hasn't come out of the closet yet for being gay. Yeah, I know. How I, interpreted that. I know a lot of furries that do both at the same exact time. That is not a good idea. <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> no, no, no. Think about it. You go, you go, mom, dad. I hope you love me after this. I'm gay and I like to play board games. Man, those board games messed up our son. <laughs> it was Soul Train. Oh, I wish we could play one of Sykes comedy on there. So, any uh, any advice from you guys other than what's been said? You're free to give advice too, you know. Um, the to get more involved, yeah, just get involved in furry. I mean, free time, go hang out, go do things. And you don't have to I paint it like evil. No, I mean, they, there's, uh, I know there's at least two groups around here that go and do things, just like going to the park, going bowling. Yep. So, get involved in your local community. Find one today. Let's go do something. Get out of the house. <laughs> All right. So we have another email. Who is that from? 
Sarn. Sarn. So Sarn says, Hey guys, Sarn, the xenomorph here. I just wanted to write in and say thank you. I recently completed boot, boot camp and have started my, my follow on school, the school of Inferni. In, in, infamy. Infantry. Oh, infantry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. So follow on the school of in, infantry. He started his follow on school, the school of infantry. I am allowed my phone on weekends here. I always look forward to the end of the week so I can catch up on all the episodes. Thank you for making a good mental stimulating podcast. Keep up the good work. Your ever faithful listener. Sorry. Thank you. We're glad that we can keep you sane on the weekends. Good luck with the other five days. <laughs> That's what the weekends are for. A nice reset. I have to ask this because I always forget. Infantry is guns? Yes. Artillery? Yeah, infantry is like... That sounds like a bunch it's, of kids. Army. It's it's the front line. Why do they... Why It has the word infant in it, and it throws me off. Like, there's nothing infant-like about being on the front lines. Um, I, I, yeah. I think you're... It's the beginning. I think your etymology is a little off on that one. I think it is, too. Uh, Probably I'm, more of a based on infinity. Especially China. They're like the but pawns I'm... on a on a chess set. Yeah. Basically, they're they're the front lines, literally. Well, no, no, it does mean from youth. There really? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you'd start it. Well, you start your career there too. I guess. Yeah. The root. Actually, if you type in words to Google now, it will just tell you where they come from. This is new. Uh, nice. It's a. It, the Latin origin is infant. Became infant in Italian, infanteria, and then became French as infantry. And, and then infant in English. Hmm. Who knew? All right, that's way too much brain right now. Way too much. That's it for the mailbag, I think. Anything yes. else? No, I think that that is it. That's I think it. that we're ready to wrap up the episode. So let's do some housekeeping. Bef uh, first thing is we want to thank Killingsworth for today's ident. Yes, it was amazing. Um, I also forgot to do the announcement at the beginning of the episode, so hold on. This episode is sponsored by Bomarius and his new album, The Truth. It's available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. If you want to hear it, it's at forwhatitsworth.com slash the truth. I like how serious you look during these things. No, it's a fucking cat. You Hi, kitty. Away. Hi, pretty kitty. Bye, kitty. So, go He's check his stuff out. So, our next episode on For What It's Worth, what we want to hear from you is it's it's a fairly serious episode and the reason why that we are bringing this up is because within our lives we have known um somebody that has decided to end their life and we want to talk about that particular serious um serious side of things so please send us your thoughts your feelings your stories if you're comfortable about suicide and depression. It's a serious thing. Actually, you know, I I was talking to some people online today and one of them posted a picture of Robin Williams and it was a meme, but I had a moment where I was like, oh, I miss Robin Williams. Yeah, no. And that's kind of, I think, where it started for us. I mean, it, it's it's been something we wanted to do, but that really was the catalyst, I think. It's hard to think he's still gone. Right? Yeah. I look at that and I go, oh, when's this next thing coming out? Oh, there's no more. Yeah. 
But, you know, it, it's a serious episode. And so please show your support. You know, if you, you know, if you want to give any form of advice to people that are depressed or, um, you know, what you do to fight your, your depression when you get down. Um, if you have any advice as far as like, you know, with people that have, um, um, you know, the people that you've known that have, fight. have, are fighting that particular fight. I am sorry that I'm, I'm having a hard time saying this because I have had some very close people to me that have, you know, that have done things like that. And it's something that, that's really sad and it's something hard to talk about so and, and you know and i've on there too and you know we'll definitely get into that next episode definitely well this was a fun episode <laughs> <laughs> i know and ending it on a sour note there no 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 we are we are working i haven't confirmed yet but i am working to bring an actual real psychologist who has a real medical degree and real practice on our show so Look, please look forward to it. It'll be good. But no, this really was a fun episode. It was fun. The lights have came back up at some point. We didn't tell you, but they did. And <laughs> how was the blood? It was good. Did you finish your blood? Uh, it, w it was quite uh, fruity and fresh. Fruity. Fruity and fresh. We got you specifically the gay blood because we know that you don't want the, the, the straight the, coming and getting you. Yeah. How, the, how the is type. your hand feeling after the, the cut? Is it is it healing up? It, it's Yeah, I bandaged it. It's nice. Yeah. yeah okay. It's doing well. It's clotting well. Are you willing to take questions from anyone who has questions? Um, sure. How can they get a hold of you? Do you have Twitter, FA, anything like that? Um, yeah, I have Twitter. That's probably probably the best. It's my most furry one. So, which is it's just uh, at Arcades Bear. And you spell Arcades again? A R K E uh, A R K E what? <laughs> a R K A D E S. You, you have yeah. to look at your I, <laughs> I can't visualize it very well. <laughs> Oh, that was great. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. I hope you had a good time. I did. Sweet. Yes, thank you so much for your time. Oh, no problem. We really appreciate it. Be fun to do again one of these days. We might check up on you. Yeah. See how things have things have gone since. See <laughs> so the infection has spread. <laughs> there you go. We can do like a one year anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. Well, everyone. Anniversary. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, everyone, this has been possum so this is rue this is tugs and Kuru. and chris and this has been for, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth damn it you said it say it again for what it's worth yay